1: Welcome back to the official Winona Earp podcast. I'm Rachel Ziola.
2: And I'm Katie Wilson.
1: And we are here for another epic episode in this, this Winona Erp episode cycle of things. Because, man, <laughs> are things really getting crazy up here in Earp? I mean, I'm Earping out, right? They're getting I'm so Earping crazy. The Earp out. I can't tell you how many Earp puns I try to think about like on a daily basis. I try to think... I like to replace all of my words with herp is what I try to do every day.
2: Now, Rachel, you think that would surprise me, but no, like I can just picture you doing this. And also you walk around talking like Doc Holiday all the time, too. So then yeah. you're talking like Doc, but then also trying to throw in "erp" wherever you can.
1: Well, one time I was like, who erps who? And my girlfriend was like, no, that's dirty. But I was like, but, <laughs> but is it?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, and per the usual be sure to stick around to the end of the episode because we have a very very special guest joining us and I don't know Rachel do we, do we want to give, it give it away. away like let's a little hint
1: let's give, okay, it give it away he can handle the guac gun
2: yes such a good hint but also kind of gave it away because yes you guessed correctly Vern Suraga is joining us at the end of this episode so be sure to stick around to the end because it's it's gonna be fun
1: it's only fitting because this was another amazing episode, right? I mean, we're just knocking them out of the park one after the other of just emotions and new characters, new creatures, new just like everything.
2: Absolutely. And it's amazing how, you know, I feel like episode three kind of got us a little, a little bit away from you know the garden and we got to know like who some of the players are and what has happened over the past 18 months mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. this episode did both this episode did a great job of bringing us back to oh wait a second there's some more information we're finding out regarding the garden as well as the people who are you know here and and against uh the erps so this is yeah. a, this was a really fun episode i really enjoyed it and i think we just Got to start at the beginning.
1: I think we got to dive right in. I mean, we come in guns blazing, literally, after capturing Winona at the end of three. And they're pulling her into, which we obviously assumed was Black Badge, right? And they're pulling her in. But right away, I mean, you kind of get this vibe that Black Badge feels a little bit different, right? Because mm-hmm. we meet this woman who truly is giving me like Angela from The Office vibes, which I'm really here for. Oh,
2: my God. That's like a perfect... Except not so cold and harsh. She was kind yeah, of not warm, and cold. I liked it. I thought she was yeah. kind of, like, really excited to, to see Winona. Ooh, a real, like, demon hunter, you know?
1: Yeah, I actually was feeling Naomi. I was like, okay, okay, black badge is, like, back, and it's a little, you know, a twist on things. Um, but I was like, what is she doing here? Like, why did they capture Winona? Why is she here? But then... You know, we get Jeremy. Yes.
2: Jeremy's sweet little beautiful face shows up. I know. And Winona rushes and hugs him. And Jeremy basically is like trying to like hint, hint, wink, wink, and I feel like that just never works with Winona. Or at least it takes a few tries.
1: Um Yeah, no, she's not subtle, which I can appreciate because I am not subtle. Really? <laughs> oh no. I learn new things about you every single
2: podcast, Rachel. So now yeah, I, I have to yeah. try extra hard when we need to be sneaky somewhere.
1: I'm not sneaky. When people try to mouth things to me, I'm like, "What? I can't. I oh, can't hear you're you." You're one of those. I am. I am. I'm really bad. I'm really bad at it. problem. I, oh, it's, it's, it's I was a problem. one of those so kids
2: I, who learned how to like read lips so that I could be like expert stealth. Yeah. Wow,
1: that's impressive. I'm not stealthy. I'm not. I can't. You know. I. <laughs> I am the worst. No one would ever want me to go undercover for them. I'm not really good at, I'm very bad at lying. Like, I can't lie. Like, I'm not. So, I can understand, you know, why Nona's point here, where she's like, you know, I, like, what are you talking about, Jeremy? Like, we're, we're, you're part of our family here. Like, why are you acting like this? But I have to say, Jeremy's rocking the black suit, right? I mean, he's looking pretty, yes. like, bougie. Yeah, but I like
2: uh, I miss because even Winona made made a comment of like where are your oh I don't remember the exact word that where she are your
1: said, arms so. <laughs> like yeah. where are your little arms yeah right <laughs> I miss
2: the stash I loved the stash the oh doc stash. yeah
1: I know we haven't had
2: it in a while but holiday. like just seeing him again I was like oh man I miss that that Doc
1: stash I wonder how long it takes him to grow that stash Do you think that was really his stash We should we should ask, uh, I have a lot of questions about this stash.
2: I do too. Maybe it's a three monther like Tim.
1: But anyway, so he's back. So Jeremy. So we got Jeremy back, and I also love that they keep calling her Winona Arp. Yeah,
0: Naomi. So sorry, I know her. This is the Winona Arp. Why does everybody keep saying it like that?
1: So you know, we're happy that they're back, and it seems like Jeremy. Even though things are a little off, it seems like Jeremy is there and like you know ready to help Winona. I feel like I'm just waiting for that moment for him to unveil like whatever actually is going on and you know Naomi we're a fan of Naomi like I could chill I could chill with Naomi right right yeah yeah and I and I love it basically they're like come on
2: you know Winona you got to be a part of Black Badge again and I'm kind of c- confused like well why did they need to kidnap her to get her to be to like I don't know, you know like a, a simple just dramatic
1: call. Jeremy Dram- could have just called right, right. her
2: I don't know but then so,
1: but then we cut to that shot there's blood dripping on a picture of Winona yeah that was a nice right? photo of Winona, And a very good, cute crop top. Like that. great looks crop top. Very cute. She looked great. I mean, it's unfortunate that it was covered in blood, you know? I mean, <laughs> that true. really put a damper on that Instagram post, you know?
2: Yeah, and uh, it was a little confusing because then we get, like, this nasty-looking creature, and you're just like... I'm not a uh, fan.
1: Not a fan you? of whatever that creature... That is, like, literally, if I took all of the things I'm afraid of and they all like, and I vomited them up. Like, I feel like that's what that man, that like, whatever that creature is, that that is what that looks like. It looks like all of my fears vomited out of me.
2: Yep. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's pretty terrifying. It was pretty terrifying, but we also can't forget that, uh, while Winona and Jeremy were on their way out of the room, she finds this thing in her pocket and it's like a rock with a symbol on it. So she kind of hands it to the guard there and is just like, here you can, you can take back your surveillance rock. And later we see that he he finds the rock. He pulls it out. He's like, I don't know what it is. Throws it on the ground, and then he gets attacked by this crazy monster.
1: I know the same thing. So obviously the the rock is somehow related to this creature. That's also somehow related to this blood dripping on Winona and her cute crop top. Yeah. So which is crazy, you know. But then we have all this this you know anxious, and then we cut to a beautiful, way hot moment. Of, mm. of Waverly prepared with her her PowerPoint like ready to present all the facts and trying to like do research which my heart my heart oh I loved it what's for dinner tacos delicious <laughs> so cute it's just like so pure and wonderful and just adorable and she has all the notebooks laid out and I really would love to see like a like a PowerPoint. Like, I want to see what Waverly's PowerPoints look like. Like, what font mm-hmm. does she use? Like, you know, how, you know, how do she put, I put too many words on my PowerPoints. I always, I'm never clear and decisive in my PowerPoint. Like, I feel like Waverly might do that too, though, because I feel like she has a lot to say and gets really excited.
2: And something that I thought was interesting is that we're finally hearing that Peacemaker can be possibly found.
1: Yeah, and that's something
2: that I was always curious about because I was like, "Well, what happened to it? Did it get destroyed? Is it? Does it no longer exist?" Um, and the fact
1: that they seem to think it's something that can be found was really interesting. I mean, they have to find it. Was one of those? It's one of those things where they're kind of lost. I feel like everyone's a little bit lost without it. So it's like one of those. Mm-hmm. There's no other answer but trying to find it, whether it can truly be found or not. I think you know is TBD, but. Just the idea of thinking, okay, like we have to find it. So it's got to Mm -hmm. exist somewhere, whether it disappeared, you know, who knows, but Um, Then we get I have to like just take a side note here to applaud Rachel's outfit this episode. I am living for those pants and I know she stole Wynonna's jacket, but those pants with that jacket. I am living for that. That is my perfect outfit and I need to find out where those pants came from and need to purchase the pair because (laughs) I am all about prints and those prints were amazing. So I, you know, I I loved her outfit. It was so good, even though this was a very scary episode. I thought Alpha gave me enough life to make it through.
2: Oh, I loved it! I loved it. Yeah, she totally stole Winona's jacket, and uh, she's like, "It looks better on me." And Waverly's like, "Don't know you
1: ever say <laughs> that in front of her." I love jackets. It's so cute. I totally get that. I have so many leather jackets. I have jackets in every color. I have like white, red, green, yellow. I'm obsessed with jackets, leather jackets. So, um, I I'm, do too.
2: Have a lot of jackets.
1: Oh my god, I know. But then we get another i mean we don't it's not as touching and as 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 loving as our uh uh sexy in episode 2 but obviously mm. we get some more way hot yes i have a lot of questions about the angles in which way hot has sex you know there's why a,
2: i just i why like, do you have so many questions just nod and smile and
1: say thank you yes you're right you're <laughs> right <laughs> You're so right. I I want to be so much more involved than I am. I'm like, oh well, then that is, that's how that happens. Um, yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, because I'm like, okay, well now there's they have to move. The, I mean, they just look seem so much more glamorous. I mean, it is. It's beautiful. Like they, you know, and it's it's very very cute. So you're right. I should just accept it. I don't know why I have a lot of questions about it. I guess I just spend a lot of time thinking about it. I think that's more of the issue. And I know it wasn't like the same kind of sex scene that we got from episode two, but you know, obviously it was implied and I just had a lot of questions about it, but I should really stop worrying about it and just accept it for what it's beautiful, beautifulness. Yeah, it
2: was. And it was super cute. And I just love the the realness of it and how they giggle when, you know, obviously Rachel walks in on them. Um, But we got to talk about Rachel because we finally get a scene uh, of her on her own Mm -hmm. and she is with this guy Billy. Billy. Super cute kid. I was Billy's like Billy's got Aw, swagger. Billy? Yes. Except you don't name anyone Billy unless you plan to kill them. That's just what I know about what? movies and television. Really? Have Really? If you noticed that? I mean, that? I don't Yes, I don't want to spoil things, but like there are other shows that have the name Billy and Billy's Die. So, uh-oh. It's just something that I I just I, I, I was like, oh, his name's Billy. This isn't going to be good. Like, cause I like him. Like I, I saw him and I was like, Ooh, I really like him. And, and besides Rachel then gets someone around her own age to mm-hmm, be able to talk mm-hmm. to and hang out with. So he basically like gives her this cute jacket. You could tell that they kind of like rummage, rummage together. Uh, yeah. you, you know, his family obviously has some sort of business where they sell a bunch of junk or stuff. And, it it He tries to kiss her. He tries to kiss like, her, and she hubcaps yeah. him. She hub, She puts the yeah. hubcap up. She uh, was nervous. It happens. I don't
1: know. He looked like a much better kisser than any of my first kisses. I know. He I seems know. sweet. I felt bad. It was very cute, though. You could definitely tell they had such a young love energy, which was really exciting to see between the two of them. Um, but obviously something, like I don't know, it feels like there's a little, he doesn't want to bring her home. There seems like there's a little something going on with Billy and you know I after that happened I like, kind of kept my eye on him I was like you know something's happening here
2: yeah something's definitely happening he's you know obviously like everyone's embarrassed of their parents to some point but I was just kind of like
1: oh this is yeah. a little
2: bit extra strange
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um, so then we kind of go back to uh, Winona and Jeremy and this is where we finally get the guac gun. gun
0: I call it Anthony because if you want to turn something into guacamole, you bring Antony. Welcome to taco
1: night. Waiting all season. Which is a reference to Antony from from Queer Eye. Did you catch that? Yes! I was like, oh my god, and if you need to make something guac, I call him (laughs) Antony. That is so amazing because no one makes guac better than Antony from Queer Eye. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's all Antony does is make guac. Make guac.
2: That's amazing. I know. I was laughing and also just watching Winona in there with all the, and like just seeing all the different weapons. I was like, oh, cool. I hope we get to kind of experience more of them. Mm -hmm. But then (laughs) this was so funny. They suit up. We get this like epic, like Winona suiting up and black badge. And it's so funny that she's not even like, I'm going to go like tell Waverly like this is happening or. I'm going to go find my my friends first. It's just kind of like, no, okay, I'm along for the ride, and now I'm Black Badge, and I'm suiting up, which made me laugh. But then Jeremy's like, oh, well, you're going to have to drive. She's like, no, I'm not not going to be the one to drive. Uh, and then she finds another one of these surveillance rocks. In our Which pocket. is really interesting. Right. I was kind of like, all right,
1: something's going on here. This rock will not go away, and it's not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's a rock that we don't want to have around. You know what I mean? Right. It's like something's going on with that rock right it keeps showing back up and now my favorite funny moment of
2: the entire episode is next and that's when jeremy's trying to explain to winona not to push the red button (laughs) so cute so endearing part of me thinks that that was just actually mel coming through because i feel like a lot of those reactions would be exactly uh what Mel would do in her real life, but also like a three-year-old when you tell them not to touch something, but they're still like about to touch it and then they still touch it.
1: Yeah, that was that was so cute. And then, but then we also get like in that same scene, we get a great Carol reference, a reference back to Carol, how how Wynonna's like, I'm Carol, this is, I'm the main character. It's the yeah. show, it's named yeah. after me. Everything, you know, I, I don't want to be the, the, I don't want to be, I want to be the driver. I don't want to be the like co-pilot in this. But um, yeah, that was such an endearing scene because you really saw the Jeremy and Winona dynamic come back, which I really really missed. I thought like we haven't had Jeremy really yet this season, so it was so nice to see. You know, as she says, my nerd's back, and you know, really gets to see him who he is. And so that was very very heartwarming. But then I then agree. then we go to this Magpie Ranch, which yeah, with like the junkyard trouble trouble right here in. Purgatory City. Bravo, folks! Right here in River City. They go. So
2: Nicole and uh, I almost said Dominique. <laughs> Nicole and Waverly and Rachel all head to the junkyard because Rachel basically is the one who prompts it. Like, hey, would this be at a junkyard? We should go check because you know she wants to go see. She where wants to go Billy see what's lives. going on with yeah. Billy. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And we get there. It's terrifying. There's no one around, and then. All of a sudden, we no. see this creepy, yes. horrible creature that it's we saw back. at the beginning. My fears are and back, and it's right in Waverly's face, and she doesn't react. And I'm like, she doesn't see it. She doesn't. Is it she an invisible
1: see it. creature? Yeah, but it's so ugly. If it How was could invisible? it be invisible? Yeah,
2: I was like, what? I was like, maybe she's keeping it from Nicole. Like, maybe she's like pretending not to see it to keep it from Nicole. And then I was like can she not see it because she's an angel? Like, is this like some weird thing that only humans can see it or something? Right. I mean, Nicole
1: couldn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like,
2: okay, something
1: else is going on here.
2: And, uh, I don't like it.
1: No, but no. I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was such a terrifying that shot of when that monster comes right in her face. I mean, they're like touching almost nose to nose. It's like, ah! oh, my gosh. Like it was it was one of those like I, that was very, 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 very scary. And then we get that this uh, yeah. woman show up that like you're mm-hmm. like, who is this woman coming around? That's just as creepy and intense as everything else. And you're and. She's got, like, you can tell right away, though, something's up with her. You know, she's not like an, your normal, like, oh, like, just, you know, disgruntled owner of a junkyard, as one would assume. No, she is of the karen Karen. Yeah, there is something, like, more going on there.
2: Absolutely. She scared me when she showed up, and I was just like, what is even going on here?
1: I will have to say, though, that next scene has my favorite my favorite line of the episode, which is when they're talking about they're trying, you know, they're talking to the scary woman um, at the Magpie Ranch trying to figure out what, you know, without saying they're looking for Peacemaker. They're trying to look for who what they're looking for. And Nicole mentions, oh, like, do you see like a big knife or like kind of like a sword? And then she says, why do you want that? And she's like, "Oh, for a costume. I'm going as Shira." And then we cut to Waverly, and she goes, "I would die. That's my favorite. I <laughs> died too because my girlfriend and I were Shira and Katra for Halloween." Shut up! Oh my and, god, that's amazing. And she was She-Ra and I like my girlfriend was She and I was like, oh my god, such a like <laughs> it's like writing about my life right now. It was such a gay it was such a gay moment. I got so I gayed out so hard right there. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. God.
2: That's amazing. That is so amazing. I love every second of it. Yeah, but we but before that, like before um well, actually maybe it's when Waverly leaves. Yeah. We, Find out something really interesting, which is that Nicole has been there
1: mm, before. I know, I know knows
2: this woman and something is up and Mm-mm. I don't like it.
1: Don't like it. And it, it made me so where but then we find out right then in that moment, like right after that scene, that the sea that was on we see right behind Waverly, that sea that's on that rock was on that ranch. Mm-hmm. So these people have to do right. with the horrible rocks. Whoever this right. woman is, and then what is Nicole involved in that? I mean
2: ugh. Yeah, and plus this woman says to Nicole, "Time to pay up." Yeah, and it's like, "Pay up." Oh, crap. It's like did Nicole like do some sort of deal with the devil to be able to save Waverly or something? Um that left me with a lot of questions and a lot of crazy ideas. But then this next scene equally just as terrifying, if not more. And one of my favorite so far Winona moments in this season. We have Winona in the truck, and they're driving to bring booze and food and 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 medical supplies to the town. And all of a sudden, like they get stopped. Yeah. And the guy's like, I'm not sticking around to help these people. And Winona gives this really awesome speech about how she is those
0: people. I care. I actually do. Yeah. Some of them might be meatballs. Mega meatballs if they live here. But they're my meatballs. And you don't get to call them that
2: wiener. I do, because I'm a purgatorian. Oh. It was this cute little moment, but then she goes out around the back, and it's Doc. <laughs> Doc basically Doc pulled the train highs. Yeah, Doc's the robber, which was very fitting. And then they have this really
1: adorable, adorable moment Adorable moment. And very sexy. And- <sighs> very sexy. Super. Super sexy, especially
2: because she handcuffs herself to the cargo and then realizes that she doesn't have the key and Doc would have to go get it
1: after he turns her down. Like, I was like, come on, Doc. Do you think he turned her down or do you think that maybe like he was ready for more foreplay? Because like once they got into it, if she'd been if she'd been stuck to the thing, it would have been more complicated. He seems like a reasonable man that he would just go get the key and then come back for the fun, you know? So he's, like, prepared. (laughs) You just wanted a sex scene and you're mad that it was not happening there.
2: I mean, I didn't... (laughs) You know what? Whatever. It's fine. Moving on. Uh, (laughs) Maybe you're right. (laughs) Wouldn't have been that difficult, okay? It's just one hand (laughs) handcuffed. Anyway. Um... (laughs) Okay. So we like okay. So basically, time has passed, and then you're thinking to yourself, Doc, why would it take you so long to find this guy? He only ran down the street like you'd be able to find him. And it's like nighttime now. Winona's just sitting there. She finds another one of these weird surveillance rocks in her pocket. She throws it, and then we hear something scary. Creepy music starts, so creepy. and we get creepy. Like slow stalking zombie guy. I know, I know. And she is like cornered and handcuffed in this in this uh, truck. And I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like, where's Doc? And she's screaming for Doc, and she's terrified. It was like horror movie Winona Earp, and it was awesome, and I loved it. And then we also got to know a little bit more about this monster, and the fact that its claws are so sharp, mm-hmm. they not only cut through her handcuffs, but when she went to pick up the guac gun, it sliced right right through, it.
1: through the guac gun. I know what a terrifying creature. No, thank you. I know I was not <laughs> this. It would his when the, whatever that creature's little face popped through the back of the truck. And was like going towards Winona. I mean, my heart was, that was terrifying. That I. It really, really is like a combination of my nightmares, that creature. I'm not a fan of this creature. I don't like seeing it. It was very prominent in this episode. And I didn't like it whenever I saw it. It was very, very, very scary. And I think for like the first moment, what was hard about this scene, which I think was an amazing scene. But what was hard about this scene for me is... We saw, I feel like, I feel like I saw Winona really scared kind of for the first time ever. I don't think I have ever seen her scared like that. And it was a side that really struck a chord with me when I was watching it. I was like, wait, who, Winona? Like what? It was this fear. And it was that, I think that even amplified the fear of looking at this scary creature. This creature's coming towards her and it it took away. Not only does this creature look crazy, it also took away from Winona like her strength a little bit.
2: Also, I think that Winona has always had Peacemaker to Mm, fall back on. Yes. Like she's, that's always been the security blanket. And I think that now that she doesn't have Peacemaker and she already saw that this creature just ripped through black badges, like heaviest duty weapon. I'm making up words now. Um, (sighs) And Doc wasn't coming for her. And I'm happy that Doc didn't because I, I didn't want Winona to be saved in that moment. Yeah. So it was really awesome to, to, one, see her fear. And that fear was of actual death. She didn't have Peacemaker. She didn't have anyone there to help her. She really just kind of had to do it herself. And I think that that's what I loved so much about the scene is that she figured it out. And she got away.
1: She's running out into the snow, into the darkness, and she's like stuck between these rocks, and she's just kind of stuck there. And you know, I, I, you, you get, you know, I, I, it's like, what is she going to do next? Because you're right, she doesn't have peacemaker, and so she has no weapon, nothing to protect her, and and oh, it was just so. And then she ends up in the
2: the force field that she can't leave. I was very confused because I couldn't remember exactly the the magical properties of that area.
1: Yeah. Right. That, that's right. That's right. She was like stuck and then she can't, she couldn't leave.
2: Yeah. And it was the stacked stones created like this circle. And she even made a comment about it where she's like, of course it led me here. Um, which was an area she couldn't leave, which was so interesting to me. And we think that this creature is like going to get her. And then all of a sudden there's Doc. And I'm like, gosh, Doc, how long did it take you Seriously. to freaking find Winona?" Oh, my gosh, like she could have used some help like 10 minutes ago. But this was probably the coolest thing ever. And I'm not sure if I've ever seen it before. I mean, I watch a lot of shows with like supernatural creatures and stuff. And I don't think I've ever witnessed like one character is seeing this creature. Yeah. The other character is not seeing the creature, but still trust that person enough to say, "Okay, you're seeing something. Let's shoot it. Where is it? Where is it? And she's like guiding him, and then they both shoot this creature, and they have this moment of like, ah, oh, you know, all of us are just kind of like, okay, right? And and the way that she's being held by him, I know, in, and she's just in his arms, and it's like oh. doesn't he even say my love,
1: like it's okay, my love, yes, or something like he that. He does. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, my love. Ah, oh. oh, it was it was so beautiful, and then she says. She says, though, she goes, it hated me. It hated me so much. And there's, like, yeah. she says it kind of under her breath. But that was, like, so, again, I've never really seen Winona in that, like, she like she does fall. is It is very adorable. But she falls into Doc's arms in a, like, way that I don't think we've seen it before in that sense of, like, she really thought it was over for her. So whatever this creature is, it's, I mean, not it was, good. it's not good. And it's so powerful that it's, you know. Creating that fear in Winona.
2: Yeah, I, I loved that whole like series of of story that was told there, and just the moment that we got between Doc and Winona, I was just like, oh, this is so good.
1: And then, but then we finally kind of get a little bit of answers, you know, kind of in a crazy way here, because at the same time, this whole thing is going on with Winona and this creature following her at the homestead. We have Waverly, Nicole, and Rachel dealing with Billy. That is, is obviously crazy as well. Yeah, but before that, we
2: have Detective Waverly, which was my favorite. She's just like, mm. ooh, I get to go and and look through and, books, like research things. And and she's like looking through all these books. And then she's like, cattle brand. It's a cattle brand. And she finally found it and came up with the name Clantons. And we find out that y- you can see this creature
1: if it's coming, for coming you. for you. Which brings us all the way back to the beginning when the blood was dripping on the cute crop top photo of Winona. Which obviously oh, yeah. that leads to whoever you're coming for. You know, there's some sort of blood issue with it. Like once they're 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 cursed or however they set their sights and they don't stop until they get that person. So mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, Billy thinks that the creature is coming for Rachel. So she yeah. he's.
2: So he's Rachel pulls out the rock and Billy's like, we can't see each other anymore. And Rachel's all confused. And she pulls it out and he's like, you've been marked. And it's like, what? He literally gives us some information, which is so good. So he says that the Clanton family is cursed. And then he reaches in his mouth and he pulls out what
1: is tooth. what even was it a tooth? It was his tooth connected to the root. So he pulled out oh. the whole root of his tooth.
2: Oh, so gross! So it gross. It was gross. So gross. And he basically shouts like a soul for a soul, and he basically had had given up his soul so
1: that he so that he could save Rachel. Mm-hmm. But little do they all know that it was actually Winona that was cursed. That the that the which was super helpful for Winona and Doc because it was coming for them. So. I know Billy yeah, didn't realize that, but it was super, 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 super helpful. But yeah, poor Rachel was just
2: wearing Winona's jacket.
1: Poor Rachel, that's just like the most traumatizing breakup that a person could ever have. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like, he, I, like, you know, it's one thing when you're dating a guy or dating someone and they're not emotionally ready to date you, and that this guy is a whole nother level. So poor Rachel thought that she, he didn't like her and that he was doing all this just because he didn't want to be with her. But little did he know. It was because of this crazy, there's a lot of baggage with dating a Clanton. Yeah, no kidding.
2: So then basically after, you know, we find out that, you know, a little bit about the Clantons and that he's a Clanton, we get back and the, the whole team's together again at the homestead, which was right. awesome. I was like, oh, no. Uh, but he, she's like, we work as a team and we don't have our whole team here. We need to get Jeremy. Yes. That was so good. I was like, yes, go get Jeremy. Go. Meanwhile, we're
1: seeing that uh, was this was this Billy's mom or yeah, Billy's mom, mom? and he's the brother of Sheriff Holt and Cleo, and Cleo. Who was the magistrate. Which you know, Ugh. trouble seriously. If they're they're I they're in charge of things, yeah. obviously, and so whatever this is that hates the Erps are basically running purgatory right now. Which you yeah. know, not a fan. Not a fan.
2: Yeah. And it seems like Cleo has even gone off on her own little path because we find out that she was using her blood. So the blood dripping on the photo of Winona was actually Cleo. Mm-hmm. And she got in major trouble for
1: that. Yeah, she went kind of rogue. Yeah. And then they all get together and chant. And nothing is ever good when you chant. When a group of nope. people are chanting and there was blood involved, it's never good. It's never good. <laughs> and poor, poor Billy, his mother, turned on him. And literally, like, left him for the for the Reapers, which we find out that they're called. And the Reapers are actually the ancestors of the Clantons. I feel like it's a kind of a zombie rules where, like, if the Reaper eats you and you're a Clanton, you become a Cla- a Reaper. I don't, I don't know, but you're, yeah. Billy is. It's not good, looking good for Billy. Is he screaming outside and his family's chanting inside? You know, that's never a good combination. And then you know, we get Winona barging in
2: for Jeremy. And she's like, you know, we're better. We need to reinstate the purgatory offices. I need all my like ragtag group of, of people back on staff. And we're going to do this because I'm the best demon killer that you've ever seen. And I was like,
1: yes, there's yeah, that. Right. Winona. And she dropped, quite... another F-bomb. dropped another F bomb, dropped another F bomb. Yeah. And Winona so fucking so Erp. You can't just barge in, Arp. It Erp. Winona fucking Erp. So good.
2: And Jeremy does say, um, Robin is safe. Keep him out of this. Because Winona had mentioned, like, Robin. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, no, Jeremy, you can't just leave us with, Robin is safe. Keep him out of this. What does that mean? I don't know. Jeremy, I have so many questions.
1: But I'm very happy because the gang is back together. Finally. Yes. I know. I know. But we can't be happy for that long because we get that final cliffhanger scene Where Mm -hmm. Nicole goes back to, you know, Mama Clanton, Ma'am Clanton, and Mm -hmm. returns whatever she had had, which we find out, like you said, they had made some sort of deal to get her back from the garden, to get Doc and Waverly back from the garden. But Nicole is saying that they got them back themselves, that she didn't help them. The ma'am saying she did help them. So, you know, obviously, and then, and then whatever comes out, like, possesses Nicole in a way that I'm not okay with.
2: Yeah, so one, why would Nicole have that, and what was it, and was she using it on other people or herself, and why was it there, and then the woman unleashes it on Nicole, oh, yeah. was that planned, is it not, like, it, it kind of, like, turned into leaves and then just, like, absorbed inside of Nicole.
1: Yeah, so, so we don't like, know exactly what it is. Is going to
2: be possessed or different, or, oh, but I have to say, a lot of things made sense now. That Nicole had a secret,
1: you know, because Mm -hmm.
2: what was was it, uh, episode, yeah, it was last week where she was kind of acting like a little distracted with Waverly. Even though she was happy she was back, she was distracted. So you could tell that it was kind of foreshadowing. Something on her mind, yeah. Yeah, something on her mind, something that they'd have to deal with later. Um, And now I just want to know what is going on.
1: What's going on? She made some sort of deal that obviously is not... A deal with the wrong people. Did you know the Clantons are real people? Like they're real. They were actually in the OK Corral and they were they they faced off of Doc, or Doc and Wyatt Earp in the OK Corral. I did not know that. That's cool. So they're real people. So this whole thing, which I'm really excited about, and I love when shows do this, where they take like a little bit of reality and then turn it into their world. So I'm interested to see where this goes because the Clantons di- are real, actual people and that they had this sort of they they were enemies of Wyatt Earp. So that's actually true fact that existed. I mean, I wasn't alive during then, but from what I've read, <laughs> I am
2: so much more concerned with Nicole than the Clantons. But I'm more uh, I wonder if Nicole is the reason demons came back to purgatory.
1: Well, yeah, because obviously, though, I mean, she's in, not in cahoots, but she made, she got entangled into the, with the Clantons in some way by making this deal with, with ma'am at, at Magpie. Right. Yeah. Like, she had to have stepped
2: down probably from being, like, sheriff because of this? Was that part of the deal? Or, but what about Nedley? Like, has anyone asked, or did he just automatically, like, we don't really know the timeline of from when Nedley went missing, I guess, with when, with Winona. So... that would have made Nicole sheriff so if a Clanton is sheriff either it was part of the deal made for Nicole to kind of step down yeah maybe she she did something because ma'am tells her time to pay up Mm -hmm. and she says something along the lines of like well we don't even know that it was you that got Waverly out of the garden Mm -hmm. and Clanton and um, ma'am is just kind of like oh yeah I mean of course it is pretty much um so what does she want? What is the pay what is the payoff because that's probably the reason why she got so mad at Cleo for going around her plan cuz she tells Cleo like I have it all planned. You just right. have to wait. It's already in the works and what I have is greater than than your, you know,
1: than your Eddie. plan. Yeah.
2: So what is it? And what would Nicole give up for Waverly? How would how far would Nicole betray the Earp family to save Waverly?
1: I mean, because it can't be something that hurts Waverly because, like, why would she do that? Because the whole point is to get Waverly back. So I'm just curious. It's curious. It's like, what could it be? Because you don't, we're not going to want, I mean, she wants Waverly safe and sound so she could be with her. So you know, and then that also brings me: what would Nicole give up about herself? Like, is she sacrificing yeah.
2: something? That's what I'm thinking. Is like, I would never see Nicole the type of person to turn on Winona because Waverly would never forgive forgive her. her. No. But it makes me think: like, well, maybe she, ugh, maybe she is giving up some part of herself.
1: But I just have so many ideas going through my head that I'm just like, ugh, Nicole. I know. I know. I know. Well. We're lucky because today we have someone with us to maybe help us answer some questions or feel better about ourselves. At least, you know, at least he'll be here. Uh, We got Varun Saranga with us today. The Jeremy back in our lives finally. And so, so happy to have him on to chat with him. Uh, We'll be with him right after the break.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: Okay, guys, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. And as promised, we teased a very special guest, and we are back. With that very special guest, so please welcome Varun Saranga. Hello. Hello, how's it Hello.
1: going? You're out in Calgary right now.
0: Yeah, we're out here filming in the summer for the first time, ever. So this has been—it's been good. This is it. This is it. We just watched 404 right now.
1: You're back. Jeremy's back. Finally, I know. It's been, you know, we got a little tease of him with the Valdez flashback, but now we finally get to see well at the end of 403, we got to see him in the in the booth letting Chrissy Nedley go by. But now we actually get to see Jeremy. I've missed you.
0: Oh, I missed him too. It was, you know, I was a bit sad. I wasn't in the first three episodes really. I was just like, oh, what's what's happening with Jeremy? What's going on? But then I had like Emily assure me, she's like, no, he comes back. He's like, we're for the other side. We don't know where his allegiances are currently. We don't know what's going on. And it was cool to like read the, open that script and just see, you know, how much has changed in 18 months. Like also internally for him, he's just had to mature so much over that time because he's like trying to protect his friends, but then covertly. Tricking Black Brad and like also trying to help them too because they don't know what they're doing. Like it's such it's it, Jeremy's kind of into something.
1: I'm conf yeah. Like I need to know Varun, where where does jerry Where does he? I mean, he's always Team Winona, right? I mean, I feel I was a little nervous at the beginning of the episode though. I was like, yes, is he on-, on? Who is he? Is he has he been mind like messed with or like what is going on?
0: Yeah, I mean, also you know he's like a bad liar, so like what do you? <laughs> When he comes into the to the booth to the interrogation booth, he's already just like trying to hint at Winona to immediately play along, like you know that something's you know it's just Jeremy. I had talks with Emily before of like before the episode aired, before we filmed it, of just like should I play it more like Jeremy's darker now, like he's he's evil, like there's some sort of hint that there's something bad going on, and then she was like, no no no, he's still horrible at lying like he's still just trying his best like he's still mature but he just doesn't know how to not be Jeremy in this situation like he's trying really hard to get Winona to not mess this up because he did this for 18 months it's perfect and she has the capacity to just end all of it
1: I like that Emily told you to not find the darkness because I feel like with all the other characters this season, there's like a little bit of darkness happening in all of them. And you were like, "Oh, like yeah. should we be dark? Should Jeremy be dark too?" She's like, "Nope, nope, he's just Jeremy."
0: <laughs> Mixed it right away. I was like, oh. <laughs> he's definitely older." I guess he's old, will always be that kind of shining light because you know Waverly used to be that, but then a lot of mm-hmm. that shit. happened Waverly, mm-hmm. so. At this point, Jeremy's the only holdover of optimism in the group.
2: (laughs) But we did get to see a little bit of a different side to Jeremy, at least in episode 402, where it's not really Jeremy. It's like demon possessed taking over as Jeremy's uh, likeness. But like, what was it like for you as an actor? Because you got to play like a completely
0: different character. Yeah. You know, those days where we we've had a lot of possession or doppelganger situations throughout the show. Like for example, in season three where Nicole and I, we get possessed by the the, the fireplace demon. And so we, we as actors, we always have to find how do we keep it consistent? Yeah. Like what is this possessed character like? And so you know, it's been cool. It's just a fun challenge as an actor to like try and be on the same page. But then also inserting like, of course, there's some insertion of Jeremyisms in there, on top of whatever that base personality of uh, Lilith is. It's it's yeah yeah. I don't know. That was a really fun dynamic to play because I didn't play Jeremy. I was just playing a villain. You know, yeah. like I just playing a straight up villain. That was a fun episode to fight with with uh, Doc. Like I was that. gonna
1: say yeah, right? Jeremy yeah. had a fight with Doc. Oh my gosh!
0: Oh, wow, you are. Real handsome when you lose control. You do not get to speak as him. And it's so. It was so fun on the day. I mean, it was absolutely freezing, and I'm sure everyone's told you this if you did a pod on that one. But Tim and I just, like, when you call action, especially for him... Just, there's no cold. We're just rolling. We're just going to go play and we're going to go give it 100%. And so we're just rolling around in the snow. He's slamming me into the door. Like, I push him. Like, we're just doing all this crazy stuff because we're just like, when do you have this opportunity for Jeremy to dock and Doc to fight each other? I'm just picturing those fight rehearsals right now. That was <laughs> the coldest I've ever experienced. It was because we're on a frozen lake.
1: Blizzard Lake, I hear. It's called, named appropriately. <laughs> You knew what you were getting mm-hmm. into when you guys shot there. Like whoever scouted that was like, "This is gonna be cold."
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they knew what they were doing. They wanted to make Winona <laughs> as cold as possible. Yeah, yeah, that was a really fun date. Like try being somebody different in terms of Jeremy. I'm always jealous of the people who get to play villains on the show because they're probably the most interesting characters. Like Mercedes when she was when she was the witch mm-hmm. and like Bobo, mm-hmm. obviously. Just there's so much in this show, like all our villains are so flamboyant and like big and larger than life that they, they, you just have so much room to be kind of crazy. But I don't know, it was a nice opportunity to bite, bite into that.
1: Did Tim enjoy punching you in the, uh, through the? <laughs> I
0: got mad at him, because he <laughs> genuinely slammed me. And then I was like, after the take was done, I like pushed him, I pushed him on the ground. I was like, what are you doing? And just slamming me into this wall. Like this is a stunt, this is not real. I get so nervous with that stuff. Cause I always mess it up. Like anything to do with props or stunts or like specific blocking, because I just don't, I can't do two things at once. Like say the lines and then do an action. Like I just get love that, the scene sitting and talking, standing and talking. Cause that's <laughs> my jam. Like everything else. I ask anybody, like I'll just do two way too many takes. Cause I'll forget what I'm supposed to do and when I'm supposed to speak.
1: What's been the hardest thing you've done? Like, like, in terms of uh, a stun or using a prop or something like not just this season, but this season, but at all, is anything stick out? Uh,
0: Yeah. You know, it's still in season two with the, with the magnetism,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: wires mm-hmm. where, like Shamir, Tim and I were just like flying on these wires the whole day. That was, that was weird to like work out. We had a whole wire team going on and then we had to understand how the magnetism worked. Like, is it when he moves forward, do I move forward, or do I move backwards? Like, what is the physics of what's going on? And so we are just getting flown around the whole day. And you don't think it would, like, hurt you, but by the time you get home at night, it's just, like, your back is just destroyed. But, I mean, (laughs) I had the most fun doing it. It was so hilarious.
2: So you mentioned previously you guys are all back on set, and we've interviewed a few other people uh, from the cast and the show, and uh, they mentioned that filming in the summer is fun. Emily specifically was like, hey, we get, you know, new
1: outfits for people to wear. Cheekier. Cheeky crop tops is what I believe that cro- she said in <laughs> exactly. good bra game. But this Tim was just like,
2: I'm a trooper no matter what. It's hot, though. He's like, everyone always complains. It's too cold. It's too hot. He's like, I just deal with it. <laughs> so how do you feel about summertime?
0: <laughs> I love the summertime. I actually have it seen Jeremy's summer wardrobe so I'm curious
1: yeah but, that's what I was gonna say if you had seen it yet because I'm curious I yeah. feel like he's got some good t-shirts right he's got some good nerdy tea game right
0: you know this season though we he, he's matured in his nerdy attire like it's less <laughs> yeah it's much less because just simply because he has to be the leader of black badge like he has to have some air of professionalism so his quirk is kind of less quirk but still very colorful but yeah let Less so, but I, I don't know. I guess as I get older, I'd like Jeremy to get older. So I like all these outfits. We really mm. have this. They're really, they're really fun outfits. The one that we have in like 405, 406, I liked. Like He is, still stands out with his teal, teal sweater, but I'm also curious to see how they're playing summertime and yeah. why, I don't know why it's been months since episode <laughs> six ended and then now it's summer again.
1: All the snow has melted. I feel like, you know, just throw like a magical demon that melts things in there. and right. then. You got it answered, right?
0: I mean, no one's questioned why it's been winter all the time before, so <laughs> why summer?
1: That's true. You talk about Jeremy's evolution in wardrobe, but what about the evolution in the Black Badge guns? We have the Guac Gun, yes. like I like to call it this episode, the
0: Guac, guac Gun. Oh my god, that was dude, we got a new guy, a new props guy who was just, you know, a hobbyist of, of making guns, et cetera, et cetera. And then he just recently worked on Ghostbusters because they discovered he was just a hobbyist who made cool custom guns for fun. And then so we got him, and he, his, that whole storage facility was just guns he made for fun for the most part, like Wi-Fi guns. So that that was like his piece de resistance, like this huge lighting up. like It was like a thousand – this is a very expensive gun. I'm not going to say how much, but it was a, it was a quite – quite an expensive gun. And it was so funny how many times Mel and I had to rehearse holding the gun, reloading the gun, doing all that, those actions. Like I said, my prop game is not good. So <laughs> an hour extra Mel and I just trying to get this gun to work because it was so fancy and we wanted to do it justice.
2: Wow, was it heavy?
0: Oh my God. It was so heavy. Yeah. Really? And- like was bumping into things you're so mad like what you had to get into the truck with this gun like so awkwardly just all that crazy stuff
1: how do you think black badge is different like we see i mean we i mean i have a lot of i'm sure katie you also have a lot of you know thoughts of how black badge gonna be but for the first time i like feel like i wasn't mad at black badge this episode i mean it was annoying that they captured winona and like like, I feel for the first time, I was like, kind of just feel bad for Naomi. Like, I wasn't mad at her. Like, I've been mad at everybody in the past. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like,
0: all right. <laughs> it was an interesting take, you know? I, Emily kind of, of course, wants to parallel real life in some capacity. And just kind of looking at the U.S. government now is a reflection of black. Like, people are in positions that they're not experts at, you yeah. know? The previous one oh, yeah. was so oh, yeah. so menacing such a a covert military organization. And this new Black Badge is just a hodgepodge of random people, you know? And I, at first when I heard it, I was like, is this gonna work? Because Black Badge has always been this scary thing. Mm -hmm. And now in execution, you're like, oh, this makes the most amount of sense. That's why chaos is still going on in the Ghost River Triangle, because this is not the real Black Badge. I
1: have Mm -hmm. a question
2: that I think a lot of people are wondering.
1: Where is Robin? (laughs) I know that was, uh, where is Robin?
0: Oh, I'm mystery. so worried about him. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Jeremy won't won't be let people know. It's you know, you'll you'll see it. It's I'm very, very happy with that kind of that storyline specifically. It's it's that's where Jeremy has had to mature. Curious where the season's gonna end up. You know, because we've always ended on like a cliffhanger note in Winona. And I wonder if there's going to be some sort of closure in this this note. You know, I like. I'm curious to see what what will be resolved in some way in this season of Winona, or will we be another cliffhanger? I don't know.
1: No, we'll never find peace. We'll never find yeah. peace within ourselves. Maybe that's the whole goal of the entire show: is we have to make our own peace with the uh, show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh, if you- so brilliant.
0: Winona is, is going. She's going off the deep end, man. It's a lot of dark shit going on in Wynonna's life. This yeah. Season.
1: I was going to say, when is she not dealing yeah. with
0: something going yeah. on in her life? Dark. I feel
1: like it does keep <laughs> this season keeps going even more than, you know, like I feel like so, there's even more of a darkness. Like she's taken a different level. Like this episode with her facing off with Doc was like kind of insane, you know, with the guac gun. It felt like I mean, they got together and it became kind of cute. But like there was this sense of like, oh, are they going to be on different sides now? Like, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. The dynamic with Doc and Winona this season is definitely—they really chosen different sides or different philosophies, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah, you know, like that makes sense. Like when you've been apart for that amount of time, and, uh, although to them it wasn't really—they weren't apart very long, to be honest. But like when the world has changed that much, yeah. Like, how are you gonna adapt? And I think that Emily has written it really well, where it's like, yeah, maybe in this new, brand new world these characters aren't going to be together or, or the same or share the same ideals.
2: If you're thinking back at all of the seasons, do you have a scene in particular that you watched and just went,
0: Oh Oh. man, I wish I were in that scene. Yeah. I wish I was in the Jolene episode so badly. The fight in the bar, you know, like the, that was looked like the funnest scene to ever film. That fight in the bar looked was insane. You know, that was like we've had so many fights in the bars, but I think that was the best one. Like it's just absolutely, there's just so much craziness going on. So yeah, I always looked at that episode. I was like, who shows in that fight?
1: What would Jeremy bring to that fight if he was there at the bar
0: fight? I don't know. Maybe he'd still be hiding. That's what he does every. <laughs> I even remember that one fight we had with uh, when Dolls passed away. That the episode three of season three. And Jeremy, even then, is like trying to jump on people's backs. Like he's not very effective at fighting. It's not a, that's not his forte.
2: Well, we actually have a little game for you if you're up for it. Yeah, we know you and Tim are really, really close friends. So we would love to play the BFF game. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, <laughs> we'd love to ask you trivia questions about Tim to see how well you know your BFF.
0: <laughs> cool. Do you do this with Tim?
1: Uh, well. We didn't do this. With, uh, <laughs> we didn't do this with Tim. We're doing this with the, with you. What
0: well, now, wow. now? Wow. Now we got to get <laughs> Tim back to do it. We'll <laughs> have to have
1: Tim back on to do it. A two. Uh, we should do it. Do it both ways.
0: Yeah, um, you got to results because I. If I do poorly in this, he's just going to hold it over my head. <laughs>
1: Yes, we'll have to have him back. We could do. it. I we guess we'll have to be both back and have like a one one head against head uh, competition.
0: Okay, cool. Let's do it.
1: Um, okay, so we'll start off easy, right? Okay. Um, what are the names of Tim's restaurants in Montreal that he co owns?
0: Uh, Guard and Bremner. Correct.
1: That's right.
2: That is one BFF point. All right. Next question is. What was the name of Tim's character in the CTV slash Teen Nick, teen drama Instant Star?
0: A whole thing. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Q.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I I love the fact
0: that you said he loves to talk about it all the time. (laughs) talks about Instant Star all the time. Really? (laughs) Well, I think he loved the show so much. I mean, it was very, it's what got him into acting. So, you know, we always have that one show that really... Is a turning point in our career that we always look fondly on. And for me, it's Winona because my life changed post-Winona in so many ways. For him, it's instant star because his life changed post-instant star in so many ways.
1: How did your life change? I'm just curious. I mean, obviously it's a huge show, but for you personally, it's like
0: <laughs> I think the nature of it being such a huge show. Like I never and even like, you know, going to Comic Con, being part of that crazy that kind of crazy world and then doing the conventions and meeting fans, like never met fans before. And even like career wise, just like uh, getting different more opportunities roles wise simply because of Winona. Yeah. It just really opened the doors in so many ways. It was, and also just, I learned a lot about myself through Winona. Like, yeah, it was a, yeah, it's been, I love the show. It's such a journey to be on it.
1: I get that. I mean, just even, I mean, I learned about a lot about myself too. <laughs> I mean, like you just do, everybody does, you know?
0: It's such a, it's like that moment in time where, you know, you're doing something special. Like when they did Lord of the Rings, I'm sure that every day they were just like, we'll never have this again. We have to appreciate this. And I think in Winona it's a similar, similar feeling. Like one day this will end. We must love it so much because it's crazy.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, Varun. Winona Earp will never end.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Ever. Ever.
1: I don't know why we'll just keep putting
2: billboards up in Times Square for option. forever.
1: We're <laughs> just gonna start buying cities and name them Winona <laughs> and that like that city is just gonna keep escalating. Yes. Soon fans will work together to buy the planet and make it Piper nice Wynona <laughs> instead of Earth. So Piper don't I don't know know Wynona will now. be <laughs>
2: the only show on television.
0: <laughs> no. No.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and every Winona character will spin-offs. have its own spin What? What? <laughs> Stop getting and in my I, brain. I, to
0: not might a movie, you know, to end this all. It's a fun TV movie.
1: That would, that would be fun. Like, a really cool, yeah. What would Jeremy's spinoff be if he lived in the Fight for Winona Earp world? What would it be? Like, what do you think would be?
0: A Doc-Jeremy spinoff where they road trip.
1: Yeah, a buddy cop comedy of Jeremy and Doc. Like, that would be, the...
0: be amazing. Yes!
1: That would be amazing. Uh, okay, back to the game, right? We got totally distracted, but it was worth every minute of it. Now you may, you know, you we have these answers. I these are questions from that Tim had said in interviews. But you also may know him better, and we might be wrong. So you oh. can tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what is one uh, the favorite game for Tim? Board game for Tim to play?
0: Chess. Chess. Or settlers of Catan, but he plays chess a lot now.
1: Okay, well there you go. We had Catan, but chess maybe with this time. That's what I'm saying. That's why I had a feeling that you had a better. That's that's extra points. You get a bonus point for that, bro. <laughs> He's
0: so serious about chess. He has a he has a grandmaster. Yeah. He goes an hour a day, like hour a week, sorry, someone teaches him chess. He's so good at chess. He destroyed Michael Eklund. Like he he Michael Eklund was incredible at chess and still is. But Tim Tim would always lose to him. And so Tim took a year off of facing Michael Eklund and then hired a grandmaster and then practiced on chess.com every day, every day. And then he came back a year later and destroyed Michael Eklund. Michael Eklund since has retired from the game because Tim just took the, took the will out of him. It was was amazing.
1: Do you, do you and Tim have like a competition, something like that? Do you guys have, it doesn't have to be a game, but like is there something that you two always try to fight each other over, try to be the best at?
0: We used to play a lot of video games together, but then you got a, a PC, like he's hardcore now. And I'm not, I'm just not there. I can't do that. <laughs> I know. I am I'm a console gamer and, yeah. you know. You know, console gaming, I feel less addicted. Like I feel better about my addiction to video games. <laughs> but as soon as you get into PC territory, that's your life now.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Have you played Animal Crossing? Cause that's kind of my life right now. <laughs>
0: <so>. <laughs> oh, I haven't, I should though.
2: All right, next question is, what does Tim describe as his worst job? Oh, back in the know. day
1: too. Like it's not like an acting yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. What? What did he say that? His,
2: what? That was his worst job. Modeling.
1: <laughs> he worked at Burger King. No idea. Burger, he worked King, at Burger King, King is what we have. Yeah. You have to ask him. I mean, that's what he said in an interview. So maybe he made it up. I don't know. But <laughs> maybe that would. Oh, that'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> if he's just like, I never worked at Burger King. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My worst job was make, doing newspapers, like newspaper like delivery. A,
1: like a paperboy?
0: Uh. Yeah, paper boy. You get paid so little for so much work. Like you have to assemble the papers together. Like you're getting paid like $3 an hour maybe, like for the <laughs> amount of work that you're doing and you have to deliver it to the whole neighborhood. But they like pitch kids like this is the most awesome job in movies and television. <laughs> like, you can't wait to just throw a, a newspaper at someone's door. It's, it was like, it was excruciating. I hated. it. I quit it after three months.
1: You're going to get whoever is the PR person for Paper Boys. You should get that for your life. You know what I mean? Because you're right. Yeah. It makes it seem like it's so cool. But it's literally, yeah. it's got to be the worst thing ever.
0: You're like 14. You're like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. first job. This is so yeah. great. No, it's terrible. <laughs>
1: Um, um, okay, last question: How does Tim take his coffee?
0: Black. Yeah, you uh, pass. Uh, the worst yes. the job one, the hardest question. I don't know this coffee one. I get coffee. With, I just got coffee with him an hour ago.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I think you had them all right, except the Burger King one. But you know, TBD on um, we. You know, that's yeah. You, you can, should ask. Yeah, him. You can ask him and let us know <laughs> if that was real. <laughs>
0: I said modeling because his stories of the modeling days are just bonkers, just crazy. I mean, you'll have to tell you if he wants to, but just this man has lived a lifestyle that I do not want to be associated with. (laughs) So
2: you're giving us all the tea. He didn't give us any tea on you. He's very close.
1: Like he was very closed about his extra. We talked about his mustache for a long
0: time, but that was about it. Ask him about his modeling days and his encounter with the Backstreet Boys. That's all I'll say. (gasps) Just ask him, okay? Oh, my god! He might not tell you. you might not be comfortable, but just, just ask him, <laughs> about him.
2: Dang. Oh, that sounds amazing.
0: It's the craziest story I've probably have ever heard.
2: What about for you? Do you have any crazy stories of, like, meeting celebrities or anyone that you really looked up to? And uh, even better if they're embarrassing stories.
0: Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, it, it's been also a nice experience, being on Winona and going to Comic-Con as like this kind of underdog group of people because we went to all these parties and rubbed shoulders with all these really insane, what you would regard as A-list celebrities. But then you quickly realize like, oh yeah, they're just all people. And you know, like there's nothing, there's nothing mystical about anybody. And it was such a, like, was such a beautiful, humbling experience to get that. Because you know, I always put every, every actor on this crazy pedestal or celebrity famous person. I'm just like, ah, you're just like a dude. You're just like a gal. Like you're just a person like, there. You're not, there's nothing different about you or me. And that was, yeah. that was refreshing. But I remember at the first Comic-Con party, I saw Seth Rogen. And so Dom and I were chilling at this crazy party. There's like a pool pool there with like all they hire models to play water polo in the pool. I don't know if they're actually like some weird crap is going on. And then the Throgan's there and he at the time he was just so meant so much to me you know like what got me into acting in such a big way was super bad like I just loved that movie and I loved comedy and it just spoke to me at like at 18 like this was my life and so I like saw him from afar and I was like starting to get emotional I was like I don't know what you'll think of me like uh, this has always been a dream of mine I never could I, I always wanted to know what it's like to talk to this guy he's so funny
2: and you don't want your heroes to
0: disappoint you either. So it's like this back and forth of, do I go up there? Do I not? because what if he's not as funny? What if he's a bit of a dick? Like, (laughs) I want to know these things about him. And then I was like there, and i was getting super emotional and tearing up, and I was like, no, I'm gonna meet him on set one day. That's when I'm gonna meet him. Like, that's when I'll know I've made it or whatever. That's when I know that's, that's the right time to meet him. And I felt really good about it, and Dom's like, wow, that was really great. You know, and then we look at each other, and then Tamara hears us, and she's so drunk, she's drunk, and she's like, "Oh, you want to go meet him, Seth?" And then she yells, she yells at Seth. And I'm like, "No, don't do this." I have to do it. <laughs> and then she like drags me over to Seth Rogen, and she's like, "He's like the, she, he's the biggest fan of you. He loves you so much. He loves all your movies." He's like, "Oh, great, great man, great, great." And she's like, "We're on Winona Herb." He's like, "Winona Herb? Winona <laughs> Herb?" Okay, why well, no to her? Like, we? Like, I was like, no, no Seth, no. Uh, and then I started explaining the show, but I just don't, it's such a hard show to explain. And then I'm all nervous. And I like crack a joke and he laughs and he does this classic Seth Rogen laugh. And I'm like, okay, I got to get out now. I got to leave. And so then I take tomorrow. And I'm like, we got to go. And then we drag her off. But it was so funny because there was just, there's just such this beautiful moment of like, oh my God, yes. Look how far I've come. I get to meet my idol, but I don't want to meet him yet. This is will be a special moment when I do, and I can mention this party. And then Tamara just comes barreling in there, unafraid of everything. Oh. The
2: exact, I have the exact same story with one of my heroes, uh, and it was also at a Comic-Con party. So... <laughs> I feel like it's just like your friends get drunk at parties and then go to embarrass you in front of your hero. <laughs> and then the following year, I embarrassed myself with that same person. Yeah. So that one was my own fault. But yeah.
0: Oh, no. Who was it that you were meeting? Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless. Oh, man. But you know what's so funny about? They probably don't remember at all.
1: Oh, like,
0: um, I'm sure she does. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! I
2: hope not, but probably. I mean, I've I've now encountered her a lot, and I got to do all the Xena. Uh, 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 we're doing like a marathon on sci-fi, so I got to host all the interviews, and I was just like, "Oh God, please don't remember like all oh, the, the embarrassing
1: belt. times with
0: me." No. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, after- I'm
1: never embarrassing, so I don't have a story like that. <laughs> You did.
2: come on. I've embarrassed myself in front of so many people that I love that it's just like I, I give up. And now I'm just going to just go be my socially awkward self and just not care so much because. Yeah, I'd rather at the end of the day yeah. be like, I said hi to this person and told them like, hey, you're awesome. Versus like just watching them walk by and never having that opportunity again.
0: So I don't know. After that experience, that was the moment where I was just like. All right. Well, I guess I'm done meeting celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) I had this moment and then it all was crashed. And, you know, we're all just normal people and there's nothing really that special about it. So cool. I'll I'll continue watching your work. Thanks. (laughs) Because I was thinking about this the other day and like talking to my roommate about it. And just like, you know, the, the feeling you get watching your favorite show. Like when I watch Breaking Bad, I'm like so enthralled I'm so in it and I just care so much about the characters etc but the exact same thing can be applied to Winona. when a fan of Winona is watching the show they have the exact same sensations so it's like what what devalues one over the other that's not true at all you're experiencing the exact same kind of experience and so I'm like oh I get to be part of Winona. where some that's their breaking bad yeah. like that's their favorite thing in the world to watch uh, it's like oh, when you realize that you're like oh, I'm already part of Breaking Bad. I'm already part of like the greatest shows of all time. These fans make me feel that way.
1: Oh, I got Aww. goosebumps. But I, I, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I mean, you the that same experience that you had with Seth Rogen. I'm sure these fans like if when they see you guys at Comic Con or see you at any of the like Erp Cons, all that. Like to them, when they meet you for those few minutes, and you guys are so gracious with that. But to them, that's their you know. Seth Rogen, you know, moment like they what does that feel like? I mean, do you have any great stories from being in all these, you know, one of these cons with the fans?
0: This is the amount of celebrity I want. Like if I don't want any more than this, I don't like fame. <laughs> I despise it. In fact, getting to go to conventions is the nicest amount of fame because it's just like, oh, it doesn't have to get, be about me anymore. Like I just get to spend time with people who love the show and find out why they love it and get to know them. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Every interaction I have there, I leave with such a high and I'm such an extrovert that like the more people I meet, the more energy I get. Mm. And so it's just like, by the end of it, I'm just so buzzed with like all these great people I met, all these people I hugged, all these people I like look forward to seeing again, I hope. Yeah. It's just like, it's the, to me, it's I'm living the perfect amount of fame. Like this is just the ideal limit where it's like everyone's good natured, no haters. Just, just chilling. Like we just get to hang out, like as people. It's nice.
2: Oh, Jeremy gets his fir- uh, gets the first spin off in the fight for Winona land <laughs> that we're gonna create.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I
2: want. Then you could play Jeremy for forever.
0: <laughs> well, uh,
1: forever. Sure. <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> but you could play different versions of him. Like you did an e-version Eve this season. You did, you know, it's like flashback Jeremy. Like you could do, we could do, you know.
2: We can do like vampire Jeremy. We could do musical episode Jeremy.
0: Can't wait. We can't end the series without doing a musical episode. I
1: know. Right? That's the worst thing I said. Let's get that started. What's <laughs> that hashtag? Sing for Winona. <laughs>
0: Oh so I yes. That. Hashtag sing for winona.
1: Hashtag sing for winona.
0: Gotta get billboards.
2: Yes. I, I can I can do that. Yeah. I can I can bother her every day on Twitter. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I understand. It's a big undertaking to write a musical episode. Sure. we Really gotta push for it.
1: I mean this fan base for that, and I mean would this is perfect. It's like we need to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I what agree.
1: would be your, what would you want to sing? What would Jeremy sing about?
0: Like to rap. Oh yes. Like a Hamilton, yes. Oh, that's what I want for Jeremy. I watched Hamilton so many times when it came on Disney Plus. Me I too. Remember. It's you know, so wow. good. And also, Jeremy mentioned that he wants to teach Baby Earp to rap, so he's a rapper.
1: Thanks so much for chatting with us, Varun, about uh, this episode. And we're so lucky because you're going to come back for next episode and talk about 405 with us, right?
0: Yeah, can't wait.
2: Oh my gosh, I absolutely
1: love chatting with Varun. He is, he is so he's just so wonderful. He is so much fun. He's so funny. I feel like he's a. He I feel like he's very different than Jeremy. I feel like there's that that like he's kind and fun like Jeremy, but he's definitely brings this different energy that is like oh he's like a good time. I'm I'm a big fan. So it is yes. time to cheers to the episode at Shorty's.
0: Waverly wants you to join her at Shorty's for nachos.
1: Well, you know what? It wouldn't be a
2: proper cheers if we didn't bring back Varun. So let's see if he's up for a little cheers. Hey, Varun. Hello.
1: Uh, we're at so we're going to cheers. And we're going to cheers to something from this episode. Or you can cheers to whatever, but we've been cheersing the things in this episode. Um, so I'd like to cheers to the uh, guac gun. That was what I would like to cheers <laughs> to this episode.
0: Love it. I'd like to cheers to the return of Black Badge. Yes. yes.
1: And I'm going to cheers to the gang being back together.
0: <laughs> cheers. cheers!
1: Wow, it has been an episode, Katie. I just feel like we keep outdoing ourselves with these episodes. I mean... Yeah, I can't believe we only have two more episodes I left know. until the
2: mid-season finale. I and know. then we have to wait again for more episodes. What are we going to do with ourselves?
1: I don't know. We're just going to have to erp it up in other ways. But Ugh, we're just going to have to herb it up. We're so excited because luckily we're going to have Varun with us again next week. Um, yes! So hopefully maybe he'll answer a few more of our questions for us. Um, but I'm sure we'll have even more because we have another episode next week and I am ready for it. I'm ready for my the emotional roller coaster that is every week. That is no herb. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So definitely join us again next week for some more Varun Saranga and a huge thank you to him for joining us for this week's episode. It was so great to see Jeremy back again. And thank you, all of our listeners, for checking out the official Winona Earp podcast. Please, if you like us, give us a like, hit that subscribe button, give us a nice review and, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, we'd we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at sci-fi
1: wire or i'm at the katie wilson and i'm at little may 7789 tweet at us send us your thoughts i would love to respond to it and talk to you guys uh and erp with you all in real time so thank you guys so much for checking out this episode and remember heroes always win